Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources oh we've gone even deeper into the playoffs and we're gonna have to talk about a few people finally i know you've been waiting to hear us talk about people like Giannis. we'll Ooh. get to that but before we do gotta let you know this episode we have a fantastic guest uh the Cavs sideline reporter for bally sports cleveland we got serena winters in the building i'm miles gray i'm jack o'brien and this is miles, miles and, and jack, jack got, got mad, mad boosties. boosties crushed it okay welcome 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 thank uh, you we are deep we're deeper into the playoffs shedding some teams some players are emerging even more, but yes, I just have to say thanks for joining us again. And we are thrilled today to have with us someone who is talking about the league in a very, very professional way, unlike us, which we appreciate. It helps class the <laughs> joint up. Please welcome today's guest, Serena Winters. Yo, 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 yo. There she is. <laughs> Hold on, fellas. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, oh great to thanks. have you. Yeah, thanks for Serena. Us. You're a, are you from SoCal originally? I am from SoCal okay. originally, a little okay. town called Huntington Beach. Okay, HB. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I'm from the mm -hmm. San Fernando Valley, so I'm okay. savvy. I'm savvy. Okay, uh, you're CA savvy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good to have you on. Good to have you. And on. I lived in Dayton for five years. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dayton, right. Ohio. Ohio. Dayton, Ohio, yeah. Ohio represent. That's where I am right now. You know, not exactly where Dayton is, but sitting here in my uh, state. in Cleveland, Ohio. So, hey, we're we're repping See? all around. 
We've mm-hmm. we've we've triangulated precisely, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> a little different than Southern California. Yeah. Growing up in Dayton, Ohio. So my largest chunks of my childhood were spent in Dayton, Ohio, and Wheeling, West Virginia, which I'm told is the Huntington Beach of West Virginia. <laughs> so wow. um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, beautiful, beautiful country. Yeah. Um well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Uh, exciting season of Cleveland basketball. But before we dig into it, we we gotta we gotta talk playoffs. Mm-hmm. We gotta talk Giannis. Yeah. I think you know. So we've we've done the Jaw episode. I think that was our first episode. Um, we've done a Kyrie episode, and, and we we had a feeling we were gonna have uh, the opportunity to do a Giannis episode at one point, and Giannis hath provided um, <laughs> with an amazing. Closeout game against the Bulls, 33-9 on 11 of 15 shooting against the Bulls. And more importantly for his team and just generally, uh, you know, game one against the Celtics. I think a lot of people think the Celtics were like two to one favorites to win the series. And then Giannis was like, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm playing. I'm playing (laughs) in this series. I don't know if y'all remembered. How's it been for you, Serena? Just feasting upon the wonderful playoff basketball so far. I mean, it's bittersweet, first of all, because mm. to not actually be covering the playoffs, it's been a while since I haven't actually covered playoff basketball. So it's weird watching it from my couch or from a bar in Ohio City or wherever I get to watch the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, you know, I watch it with a, with a different lens. Like you watch it with, a fan lens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these games have been absolutely incredible. I mean, Boston has had some incredible games. I mean, should we dissect maybe one of the more uh, interesting moments from the from game uh, one? Bucks-Celtics game one? I think which I, I certainly have my eye on it because I thought I was watching a highlight clip of me playing NBA Street on PlayStation 3, uh, which I think is the backboard. Let's play. Yeah, that. Giannis going off the backboard. Game one. Let's roll the clip. Antetokounmpo, Williams, stout defense. Step through off the backboard. Threw to himself. Um, great bench reaction, which I I always appreciate. I feel like that always adds a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, heading into the series, people were like, well, you know the Celtics have the toughest defense in the NBA and the Celtics were very tough on defense. And he was just like making up new, new things you could do on a basketball court in a playoff game um, to, to get around it. Uh, in yeah. this case, stepping to an up fake step through off the backboard dunk. I, th- I think people have done it before, but it, w- it was pretty, it was pretty remarkable moment. Yeah. It felt very from our superstars though in the league. Yeah. Right. Like, that's exactly what we want to see in playoff basketball. Those yeah. moments, right, where you're sitting on your couch or whatever, and you get up and you're just like, oh, my ah, God, no. did you see that? <laughs> right, did exactly. You see that? I flipped my couch over when that <laughs> happened. Yeah. So I'm one of those people out. who stands, like, ridiculously close to the TV 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are like this or yeah, not. Arms but... crossed, arms crossed, like in front of the TV like this. Yes. And yeah, I don't I know, know if it movie. drives my husband crazy or if he just enjoys laughing at me, but I don't even realize <laughs> that I'm that close or that I'm doing it. And I'm, I'm, I'm a solid this close, you know, to right, the right, TV right. as I'm watching yeah. it, especially yeah. in the close game at the end. Um, how do you guys, do you guys watch it like that? Or do you sit back on your couch? Or how do you watch the playoffs? I have no stress when I watch because I'm, I'm watching as a neutral, as a Laker fan, I've, I've had my injuries and wounds that I've addressed and I can watch this with a neutral eye. So I'm relaxed and yes, it does get me out of my seat, but when I'm a little bit more invested or like at the end of that uh, Grizzlies Timberwolves game, when th- like, I was like, Oh, this is a game. I, I, I stood up a little bit. And I started pacing a bit, but yeah, I've been mostly relaxed with intermittent screams. Yeah. My body doesn't know how to watch basketball uh, neutrally. <laughs> so I, I am watching the game and then I will look down and realize what I'm doing with my body. Oftentimes it is standing up. Um, I, I will shout at the top of my lungs like I did in a uh, couple moments in the Grizzlies Timberwolves series. Um, the jaw dunk. I think my wife thought something terrible had happened because uh, <laughs> of my reaction. And then when he actually closed it out with with a game winning layup, um, you know, then she called the police. Uh, but that was. <laughs> Talk about a series. Oh my gosh. That yeah. series was incredibly fun to watch. So fun. I think um, do you ever do you ever do the thing where you watch where you physically get involved too? Like where you start like a shot goes up and you bend your torso like oh, yeah. maybe that can or like yeah. a, I sometimes like my leg is straightened at certain points. I'm like, what do I think I'm doing from this end of it? <laughs> but clearly I'm like, no, 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 just get that leg out. And now I don't know, maybe it'll stay in bounds. I don't know. I just get I just get awkwardly close to the TV. And even though I can be neutral watching these games, like for example, watching that Grizz Timberwolves series, I was neutral, but I get so excited mm-hmm. about the big moments of the games that I don't want to miss anything. And I'm worried that if I'm sitting back on my couch, I'm not close enough to the action. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> like FOMO of not being there. Right, know? right, right. I've got to be as close as possible so I can see the plays develop. Um, but I mean, it's, it's NBA playoffs, man. I just, do you have any rituals or superstitions as it relates to watching your teams or before? I know Jack has a magical hat, um, that he's currently having a bad relationship with. Yeah. It's cursed. I'm a Sixers fan. It is a cursed hat. I've kept it off for the entire playoffs after they closed out Toronto uh, I put it on and immediately read that Joel Embiid uh, had a fractured orbital and was out for game one. And I take all blame and I'm, you know, I'm here to uh, atone by, <laughs> by putting out this incredible podcast. I did burn it and bury it in my backyard. So. As you should, yeah. as you should, especially, I mean, I, I now I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset at you that you wore the hat <laughs> and yeah. that's the reason. I thought I was right. safe. It was after a closeout game, you know? <laughs> Unbelievable. Mm. Selfish. I I Selfish. That. Exactly. I was also having like a, a bad hair day. So I just, I needed to throw it on and uh, I paid the price. I mean, we have a clip of Giannis closing out the bulls. Um, that's exciting. His passing has gotten really good. His mid range game has also gotten really good. Um, which is exciting because he reached, you know, he, he kind of, just outed himself as the best player in the world in the finals last year. 
came back from the off season was like, Oh, and also I'm better this year. Um, and I think we saw that we're, we are seeing that in the, in the playoffs so far. In first round series, and great success on their home floor as well. Bobby Portis gets up the first shot and Giannis with a throwdown to get us started. I'm such a Giannis fan. I'm such a Giannis fan. He's so much fun to watch, but also, you know, one of the things that we expect from our players in the off season is for them to work on something and then come back better and be able to see it that next year. Mm-hmm. And not everybody does that. And I think that that's what separates him as well. I mean, besides his ridiculous athletic ability and what he can do on the court, but the fact that he comes back and like you're saying, we're seeing him in the playoffs right now, get to a new Giannis level. I just have so much respect for him, him improving the weaknesses of his game and us getting to see that right now in the playoff scenarios. Like that's everything. You know, I, I just, I just love to see that. Um, so I just have so much respect for him and I'm such a Giannis fan. And he's yeah. so strong. Like, I think he got stronger that, that one play where he just spinned and Jason Tatum was on the ground, like three feet away afterwards was yeah. also exciting. I mean, it like the bucks are really giving him problems. And I was like this again, you couple that with Giannis and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very good. I mean, I'm watching as a neutral. I have no vested interest in as a Lakers fan you don't have any relationship best, to either no the Celtics or the Bucks you don't no mind. interest no interest I have nothing I have no, I'm not putting my chips behind one team or the other but I love Giannis <laughs> gotta say it gotta give it to him he's doing fantastic. I love that I'm on I get to talk with a Lakers fan and a Sixers fan two teams that I have worked for <laughs> two yeah this awesome. is why we were so excited to talk to you because we're <laughs> later on we're gonna I'm gonna be like what was it like <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So I mean I think to go along with it, do you want to do we want to play one of the the clips or should we go into some of the funnier Giannis stuff we're talking about? Yeah, I mean the finals block we have, but I think everyone's seen that. I do just want we were talking about reactions. So after the finals block where he's uh, you know guarding Booker as he comes into the lane, Booker throws the alley oop and then he gets over and uh, manages to block Aiton at the at the catch as he's going into dunk is um, there. There have been some there have been some blocks this year that are like you know obviously supernatural and uh, spooky, like John Morant jumping and uh, almost hitting his head on the top of the arena. Um, <laughs> but that one was still like every time I watch it, I'm like that. Wait. Like you, it's almost like you you just want to keep watching it to see how he did it, like frame by frame. Here, yeah, we can we can play it. Driving. So I think the easiest way, because this is a podcast, I understand the easiest way to describe what is happening is any other time I was like, oh, that looks like a clean alley. Oh my god, he blocked. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because he guarded some- the passer and the receiver uh, in um, in one second, which sh- usually can't be done. That one, I found myself just running down the middle of the street, uh, you know, three blocks from my house at, when I when I came to. Uh, that was my reaction to that one. I just burst through the front door as a neutral, not having any history with the Phoenix Suns in that postseason at all. I was like, this is fantastic basketball. And I too was very, uh, very celebratory in that moment. I must say. 
And then you started spreading rumors that he was going to sign with the Lakers, as, <laughs> la- as Lakers fans are wont to do. Um, Immediately. <laughs> hey, start putting the jerseys up. Spreading rumors? No, no, yeah. that's not me. I don't, I don't have enough of a following to start a rumor. I can barely, you know, start rumors about myself that are good. But I think to go along with that, though, I think, like we're saying, on top of already his just you know, fantastic ability. I hate to use the word freakish because that word is used all the time with him. But for me, the other thing I really love about Giannis is obviously it's easy to connect to his, you know, his talents as a basketball player, but his authenticity as a person is like this other thing that is very intoxicating about him that you can really tell that you, I feel like I'm seeing the authentic person as he is every time I see anything of him off the court. And that's something I really appreciate because the person that he kind of is off the court is a very fun, loving, sincere, kind person. So we got we got a highlight reel of Giannis being Giannis <laughs> is what Super Producer Jabari called it. And I think that's a good description. I love you, mommy. What do you think of your first bobblehead? I think they make me a little bit ugly. I'm more handsome than that. He's so young in some of these. I'm hungry. I'm going to get some uh, pasta for the game. <laughs> uh, lunch, roast beef. I'm looking forward to taking my day off tomorrow. You know, enjoy my uh, pepperoni pizza, uh, my chicken wings, <laughs> you know, my smoothie. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you okay? This one is good. <laughs> hey, give me the, the steak one with the mushroom and cheese, American cheese, please. This is the whiz whiz. All right. So just just a series of Giannis enjoying food. Um, at one point, he takes a sip of a smoothie and makes a it's it's the face that John Travolta makes after he drinks the five dollar milkshake in Pulp Fiction. Like right. Me. He's just like, oh, my what the, the, to the degree that the person's like, are you OK? Like, <laughs> right, you, right, right. Are you having gastrointestinal issues? And he's like, no, no this is just a really good milkshake. He just, he uh, is somebody you get the sense really enjoys being Giannis Antetokounmpo, like, which, right. which is like, I think that's fun to see because I, I think we all feel like, yeah, I'd enjoy that too. But that, <laughs> that looks fun to be able to eat whatever you want uh, and be the greatest athlete in the world. There's also clips in there where he is four inches shorter than he currently is and like has... Not like baby fat, but right now he appears to be chiseled from fine marble. And like back then, he just looks more like a boyish. Yeah, boyish. Like, a, yeah, still, still uh, growing, which is pretty wild. Like, a, I think Jabari put it like that's one of the fun things about his career is, you know, it's it's a great joy of the social media um, era that you get to just like watch the literal development of one of the all-time greats in real time and then like go back and uh, watch him be silly. I mean, how about his recent obsession with Oreos? Wait, what's his, how, how obsessed is he with Oreos right now? Oh, you haven't seen? Oh, he's very obsessed with Oreos. He discovered Oreos. It's like, it's like he discovered Oreos like yeah. smoothie. Yeah, you got to watch him discover an Oreo, discover Oreos and also the trick of dunking them in milk. That's, see, that's what I'm like, how can you not... I, I, what is there to dislike about him and his love for the card game Uno, which is a personal favorite of mine. So it's ticking all the boxes. How does he stack up for you, Serena, like with players you've seen in your time, just reporting on the league in terms of like a likability factor? Do you rank him as up there with some of the goats of likability in the league? Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. I think that as NBA fans, what 
we crave from these athletes is the vulnerability, is the feeling like you actually kind of know the person, right? Mm -hmm. And Giannis gives us kind of that window into who he is, what it's like to be him. Um, And then we all appreciate that. And not all players do that, and especially not all superstars. So I think that what's so unique about Giannis is you have this superstar MVP player that you get to laugh with about their love of discovering Oreos and smoothies, um, (laughs) that loves to tell these dad jokes in post-game press conferences. Like, we don't just love the NBA because of the game. Uh, Most of us fell in love with the NBA because of our love of the game. But I think that all of us, whether you fell fell in love with the NBA because of basketball, some people fall in love with the NBA because of a guy like Giannis, right? Right. Like there's people out there who love the Bucs because they fell in love with Giannis as a person. Right. Yeah. That got them interested. Um, And I think that that's what makes him so unique. And for me as a reporter, and covering the league, I mean, what more can you possibly ask for? An incredible athlete, um, you know, championships in a small city, in a small market, and somebody who's so much fun. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah. he ranks right up there for sure. And there's like also the rookie of the year factor where it, you feel like you're watching him discover he has superpowers kind of <laughs> over the course of the career, his yeah. career where like he, he's almost like, Whoa, yeah, holy, holy cow. That was, that was cool. What my, what I just did. Like Peter Parker, 72 hours after the spider bite. Yeah. He's like, hold on. I was like, Kss. it's like, okay, wait, hold on. How, how do I put this together? You're like, yeah, keep going, keep going. And also he's like so joyful, like the stuff with the Oreos, the stuff with Uno, the stuff uh, with that smoothie. There's also um, during the final celebration last year, there was like, I think he was just FaceTiming with his brother and was singing that Pop Smoke song for the night, which I had heard before, but like seeing the joy and he wasn't singing it well, by the way, he was uh, not hitting all the notes, but he was just so happy. And it like became my favorite song for like the last year because... I don't know. I just associated with like the pure joy of watching Giannis like really be in love with that song. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about a couple other playoff performances and we will get to know you a little bit better. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. 
Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we're back. So Luca continues to be amazing. Chris Paul, I mean, I think that was one of the coolest things we've seen in the playoffs in a long time was Chris Paul going 14 for 14. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One for one from three, four for four from free throws. In a closeout game. Anyone else expect him to decline and then he just doesn't? Yeah. That's this is after he was supposed to not be Chris Paul anymore. Right. And he's right. better than he's ever been, which yeah. again seems impossible. Like it doesn't it does it that that is another way, like we've talked about like so, some of the things like outlet passing and like dribble moves where they're putting English on the ball. And then uh, the heights, uh, the jaw jumps on, on on blocks, like as being progressive and like things we've never quite seen before in the league. Uh, longevity of of players who really you know take care of themselves and uh, you know push the limits of sports science is also something that like we don't know the ceiling yet. We don't you know we we don't know how good he can be for how long, but. Uh, he appears to be better than he's ever been before. Yeah. Is it? I mean, I don't know if you agree, Serena. Like, it it feels like there's a he's intersecting with this, like, in turn, his desire to win is like at the highest it's ever been, along with his like just time generated wisdom of the game. Mm -hmm. And they're like feeding off of each other to make his just, I don't know, very efficiently effective. Uh, and if that's kind of like what we're seeing. It's wild. You know, you growing up in SoCal and being a Lakers fan, you know, I think when I think Chris Paul, the first thing that pops into my mind is mm -hmm. Chris Paul was almost a Laker, yeah, right? Yeah, and, sure. um, <laughs> I mean, that's a story that that whole situation is a story for a, for another day. But I think about that, that time being potentially like what his prime. Yeah, what, exactly. What we thought. Right. Right. And, 
that was so long ago. That was so <laughs> long ago. You look at him now, where he is at. I mean, I I can tell you that when the Suns got Chris Paul, I didn't think that they were going to be a championship team. I mean, I thought they were going to be much better than they were, but I didn't think they'd be contending for a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I don't and- think anyone did. Proved me wrong. <laughs> he proved all of us who didn't think so wrong. Um, and you talk to anybody around the the league and, and players that have played with him, and they they'll talk to you about his his just competitive desire. I think it just goes back to what what you said. It, it feels like they're meshing right now. And look, we don't know for how long, but then again, I don't know who would have thought this would be happening right now. Right. Yeah. And for us old heads, uh, being me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s. I like to think I'm only getting smarter with age and <laughs> brag to young people about like how you have to get up much earlier in the morning to uh, pull that crap around me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Chris Paul, I, I can now say I'm the Chris Paul of this podcast stuff. But you haven't, you haven't gone vegan yet, though. I, ah. That's the next part. What's next? Yeah, What's next? Got that vegan podcast diet. I think they googling <laughs> that like crazy. <laughs> um. All right. Should, let, let's move on to uh, just get to know you a little bit better, Serena. Uh, yeah. So you're currently working for Valley Sports Cleveland. Previously, you've covered the Lakers, Blazers, Sixers. We like to ask each guest this, like just one moment one thing that someone did on the basketball court that was like the wildest thing you've ever seen someone do on a basketball court like it can be a single play it can be like a game that someone had like kobe dropping 60 in his final game kobe dropping 60 i've heard Hmm. about this yeah miles did you know that this had happened no i i've heard tell of this kobe bryant (laughs) but i not of this mythical game were you uh covering the team at the time oh yeah i was there oh Oh, goodness Oh, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I know where I was. I was screaming up and down, like, like embracing all my friends because we couldn't believe this like fairy tale that was happening. What was that sensation like for you as a human being who likes basketball, observing with your own eyes what is happening right there? I can tell you that being in the building for Kobe's final game and watching him drop 60, I mean, I'm. I'm actually getting goosebumps. I can uh, see them over this Zoom call. <laughs> and we're not even in HD right now. It's, and, and I'm sweating because I have a beanie on and I'm just talking about it. And yet my, I mean, I literally have goosebumps. It, yeah. it, it was the single most incredible experience. I mean, no, I'm not saying even sports experience I have ever been a part of. Mm. Uh, the energy in that in Staples Center when Kobe dropped 60 in his final game, it was it was like it, the only time where everybody was there for one thing. Mm. Right. Like, so I was there for game seven, um, 2010 championship. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is there for one thing. Right. Mostly right. Lakers fans there. Right. But not everybody there was. Lakers fan. Right. I was at that game and I was there for the hot dogs. Actually, I just really <laughs> am a big fan of hot dogs. Everybody in that arena right. was there for one thing. And it's hard to even put into words the feeling. 
Um, I remember like Kobe started off a game and, and everybody's kind of like, oh man, like Kobe's final game. He's going to go out like this. He's jacking up a bunch of shots, missing shots. And then all of a sudden he's at like, you know, 35 points. And you're kind of thinking like, oh, okay. Like he could drop 40 in his final game. Like that, right. that'd be a good, that'd be a good way to, to go out dropping 40. Mm-hmm. And then he surpasses 40. And, and all of us who are sitting by each other, like with each point, we're just looking at each other. And then he's getting <laughs> close to 50. And we're like, no way. He's going to have 50 in his final game. Like that's incredible. And then he passes 50. And, yeah. and then he just keeps going. And then he encroaches on 60. I mean, it, it, you just can't even, you, you can't make this stuff up. Right. You can't make it up. Right. And we, we all felt it. And I mean, I know that when you're standing up as a media member or like your jaws dropped as a media member, and I'm looking over at, you know, guys like Jay Adonde um, or Bill Plaschke, like, you know, we are taught to not show our emotion, right? We are covering the game. Right. All bets were off for this one because that was, how could you not? How could you not show your emotion? You were seeing something that you, you couldn't even put into words. So it was, it was like 20 years of the most incredible basketball player packed into all the emotion from 20 years packed into those three hours. I mean, for me, it was more like 24 hours because the the whole, I mean, I was there from sunup till sundown. I pulled an all nighter that night. I, I, I didn't sleep. I stayed at Staples center and went straight from Staples center to the practice facility actually, because we had extra interviews the last day. So I think I took a half an hour nap in my car at the Lakers practice facility. Um, but yeah, that, that was single-handedly the, the most incredible experience I have been a part of. Even your description of it, I it's yeah, very clear. Cool. Like you trying to find the words. I was like, I was there too. Now I feel like, thank <laughs> you for that. I was, yeah, I can just off of your even you trying to find the words, I think even for somebody who made, you know, we have listeners who might not have seen the game or are new to the game in that just your description alone, I think is a very compelling, uh, the argument is why people should watch, go back and see that again. But no, it was incredible. So that, that for me, as I was older and covering the league favorite moment as a fan, as a kid, my favorite moment was point four D fish. I mean, mm-hmm. That, that was my favorite basketball moment on the court before I was covering the league. But in terms of actually being there, I mean, yeah. nothing compares to Kobe's final game. for three. Lakers will get a chance to take the lead and look who has the ball. <laughs> With half a minute to play, Bryant for the lead. Yes! Kobe Bryant gives the Lakers the lead. And like in your time reporting, you've, you interact with a lot of players. You're in moments where you're like, I'm not surprised that I see Giannis play so well, or I can't believe I'm here for Kobe's great game. What's been like the most surprising interaction or experience that you've had like with the game where you, you learned a, about a new dimension of a player or something you hadn't considered? And what, is there anything like that you can share with us? 
Sure. It, you know, it's it's funny, not that this would maybe be the, the most interesting one, but for me, it's the first one that comes to mind when you ask the question, because it's probably the most recent. Um, and it's actually getting to know Rajon Rondo a little bit. Mm. I grew up playing basketball, watching the Lakers, Lakers Celtics rivalry. Mm-hmm. And so when you're younger, right? When you're in high school, when you're right. in college and you're not covering the league yet, and you're watching Lakers Celtics games, um, and you're just a fan, you see your opposing team or your enemy, yeah. you know, you your see mind's them made up. your light. Okay. Um, and getting to know Rondo a little bit over the past couple of months, um, after the Cavs acquired him, that was really interesting for me because I didn't know him at all. Um, except from being a fan of the NBA and growing up watching the Lakers and Celtics rivalry. Mm -hmm. Um, so getting to see him as a person and, be around him um, and have a completely, I don't want to say completely different opinion because I, I didn't know him to have an opinion before sure. the Cavs acquired him, but getting to be around him and, and see how gracious that he is um, versus the player that I grew up watching and yelling at at the TV. That was kind of eye opening for me. Right. And he's like incredibly smart, right? Like, isn't it? I guess he's like a very smart basketball player, but very smart basketball player. Yeah. Like th- there was a story who is, which coach was telling this story. I, I want to say it was Carl. It was either Carlisle or it might've been doc. Obviously he played for doc for so many years, but um, one of the coaches pregame, I was asking him about Rondo and he said, usually there's no player that would ever watch film more than a coach. Like coaches watch more film than any player ever would except Rondo. Mm. And he was a guy where like in film session, you better know what you're talking about as a coach, because if you make make a mistake, he'll call you out. Right. There's a Scalabrini anecdote where like, uh, I mean, Scalabrini tells it, I guess it's a Mark Jackson anecdote, but Mark Jackson called a, play that was a bluff he just yelled 42 cross for his team but it was like a bluff they didn't actually have that but he was just trying to like you know the way that like a baseball catcher will like throw out multiple hand gestures and like try to try and confuse anybody trying to steal signs and like nobody would know that it was a bluff rondo looked at jackson and was like 42 cross 42 cross you don't have a 42 cross (laughs) mark jackson was like how the hell did he just know that? But <laughs> yeah. he knew their entire playbook and also like knew that they didn't <laughs> hadn't added it somehow. <laughs> right, um, right. Which is He's wild. Like, Who are you talking to? Did you ever roller skate with Rondo? Because I was the one little thing I learned about him when he was at the Celtics that I was like, he loves roller skating and he's like good at him. Like, okay, okay, Rajon. No. No, yeah, no okay. roller skating and uh, probably a good thing. Cause he dealt with plenty of injuries. Yeah. Hammies can be, be, be a tough thing. So maybe too much roller skating, you know, yeah. was affecting the hammies. Could be. Yeah. But you hear about him t- mentioned a lot as like, if this guy wants to be a coach, he's going to be like a all time great if he's in the right situation. Um, and his teammates like always seem to respect him a lot. So 
Yeah. He's uh-huh. like, you know, I'm in, I'm in the timeouts and huddles and I'm always listening in. And, um, he's that guy that's always, always yelling or not necessarily yelling, but just like, he's always involved in the timeout, you know, like coach would come over and he's like, all right, Rondo, like, you know, sit down. I got to hit me coach, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things like that. And it, I mean, it sounds like you've, I, I know I saw a post where you were talking about Pau Gasol mm-hmm. and that you two were close. I th- as a Laker fan, that warms my heart because I've always been an admirer of his and always suspected he was like a very genuine person. And it was very nice for me to see your heartfelt post where you're like, no, this is a very sincere, sweet person. He's so sincere. He's so genuine, possibly the most genuine player I've ever met in the league. Look, so I was a, I interned for the Lakers when Pau was there as well. And as an intern, you know, you quiet, you keep your head down. I, I, I was, I think I was, I don't know. I was working some event and I was by myself and Pau just came over to make small talk, like just, you know, something as simple as, Oh, Hey, nice shoes. Like something like that. To, to go out of his way to make me feel like, hey, it's all right to talk to me and we're just human right. beings too. And I can't tell you how much that means to somebody um, like me. So from, I mean, I knew him as an intern, obviously I covered him for many years. So I can tell you that whether I was just a little intern or a reporter or whatever stage I was at in my career, he was always the same. He was always genuine. He was always gracious. And he was like that with everybody. So whatever you've heard about Pal, um, in terms of the genuine stuff, I can tell you firsthand, it is all true. Yeah. He was, I remember, so uh, my dad was coaching the Celtics during his draft and like they wanted him more than anybody in the, in the draft. And he went over and interviewed him and he was like, I think he's going to be a doctor if he doesn't get drafted (laughs) in the NBA. Like that's, he was saying that and like his grades are that good. Like he's just like a super, again, uh, like Rondo, very, very smart, interesting guy. I feel, I feel like with with the, with the Rondo thing and like the intelligence, like I feel like we've seen that a couple of times in the playoffs this year where people predict plays before they happen. There was the Jokic thing where he like said that something was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. That, that's been happening a couple of times like that. I feel like that might be something we're also seeing with just so much more tape available. Right. To, you guys are watching just, so much film now, right? And yeah. like in the playoffs, you know, with the Cavs, for example, they had books, right, for the plan for the teams. So books that had plays in them and, and they're they're watching film. The assistant coaches are going over what the plays are and shoot around, right? Like there's so much more of that now mm-hmm. and they're to be yeah i mean watching uh like my dad's career develop like it went from when video first became a thing like they were the only people who could get like the cut down of like all right every offensive play like every offensive series where they run this play but now like everybody can like you could do that on your iphone like that's no <laughs> right. deal. Wild. Like, it's wild yeah. i was yeah. saying it's to scouts um well oh the Cavs playing game against brooklyn and I had a couple of scouts next to me and we got to chatting and it was wild listening to them because we're watching the Cavs nets and they're writing down every play. Um, and I asked them like, 
you know, is exciting. Is it exciting for you guys when you can call what the out of bounds play is, right? Mm. Because before the play comes, like I can hear the guy next to me call the out of bounds play to the scout next to him. And he goes, no, he goes, what's most exciting for us is if there's ever a new play that we haven't seen, because usually we've seen all of the plays and it's amazing. You know, they, it's like, they don't miss a thing um, when they're there, but I don't know if you've ever sat next to scouts that are watching a game for all their plays, but it's, and then they give it to the team. And so everybody knows everybody's plays, right? right? So it's a matter of studying them. Yeah. Yeah. Who is the more studious? That's like, yeah, that's the, the next thing we're going to see on the back of a basketball card. It's like study studiousness. It's <laughs> <laughs> off the charts. Uh, well, Serena, it's been such a pleasure having you on yeah. uh, Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. I know you have to run, but uh, thank you so much for joining us. Is there, where, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Find me on Twitter at Serena Winters. If you want to go to Instagram route, at Serena underscore Winters. Oh, okay. Someone took the old Serena Winters. Uh, we yeah. hate better. We hate that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. This was yeah. fun. Thanks for having me, fellas. All right. And we are going to go to a quick break, and then we'll be right back to wrap it up with a couple funny clips. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style, with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut... 
Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we're back. Um, and that was dope. I just like, I, it's, there's nothing better when I'm like, what were they like in real life? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the only thing I want to know really half the time. Yeah. Uh, we're blessed to be able to pick people's. Hey Miles, you know, one of the best ways to find out what people are like in real life is putting a microphone on them and micing them up. Mm-hmm. That's right, it's Miles and Jack up Matt Boosie's mic'd up. <laughs> mic'd up madness. <laughs> no, I just turned into a morning zoo uh, DJ. Um, so one is uh, the ref, uh, Scott Foster, is talking to Ed Malloy, I'm told. Uh, and the, it's the Celtics, Bucks, game one, I believe. Scanning the crowd. Who's that over there? Who's this guy? So Jack Harlow was at the game and yeah. like big uh, celebrity presence. And that, yeah, I, I was personally, I know who Jack Harlow is. I like his verse on that one, uh, little Nas X song. Um, but I, I'm kind of with Scott Foster in the sense that like I did, I, I was a little surprised by, uh, the amount of coverage that, uh, his presence at a playoff game was getting. Yeah. Uh, but he here, really... here's Scott Harlow's, uh, mic'd up moment. <laughs> Scott Harlow mashup. Scott, <laughs> Scott Foster's. Who's Jack Harlow? There's a guy over here, right here. He's in that white shirt behind you. Yeah, who is he? I don't know. Go ask him. <laughs> I've never felt more like I never I never thought I would say this. I've never felt more like an NBA ref in my life. I mean, like I know of Jack Harlow and I know what he does, but in that 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 was I've that resonates with me as as I become an elder geriatric millennial and I'm not up on all the new celebrities and I'm like, who's that? Huh? In the white shirt? Okay, and they're cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, and then I just liked, you know, Jordan Poole is, we, we've talked a little bit about, uh, you know, him being the third Splash Brother, but like he's, you know, he has continued to be like maybe the most dangerous weapon that the Warriors have. Like, I don't know. It's, a, it's hard to compare, but uh, he's been so good. And uh, at one point during, so he was mic'd up and uh there there was a jump ball that he was involved in and he was going up against Jokic and uh he he had a funny moment so they're going <laughs> so, so oh, they're, they're about to do the jump ball and he like puts his hand this? up <laughs> like you, like the players, you know, like when they're about to do the jump ball, they both put their hand up a little right. bit, but he like did almost like a kind of, it felt yeah. like a Renaissance painting of like a, a Bohemian dandy. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> hey, so you're supposed to like lock arms with them or what is it? Hey, I um, do this. I never done this. Uh, and by the way, that was Ed Malloy that uh, he was asking, look, I'm a big Ed Malloy fan. All right. Big Ed Malloy fan. Don't make fun of me just cause. 
I have an Ed Malloy ref jersey. Most people yeah. don't know that that's what it is, but uh, I got the number. People don't know. They said if you and you always you, I, you always post it on Twitter. You're wearing it, and you take a picture of the number, and you always tag it. I Y K Y K. If you know, you know. All right, <laughs> give me a second there to do that joke, and that's I'm right. <laughs> All right, and then and then Luca was mic'd up well uh, during the first round, and you know I I feel like we see a lot of Luca highlights, but you don't you don't get to see the man behind the, the Luca, and yeah. th- this is a fun mic'd up moment. Every game different suit. Must be nice. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like talking about people looking nice. He's and just, he's he's starting to talk like a like my old uncle or something. Yeah. He's like, all right, man. New suit every night. <laughs> Must be nice. Like you're a millionaire. Yeah. But I still like that the humility that you operate from, which is very endearing, Luca. Yeah. I'm telling keep, him he looks nice. You know, yeah. nobody nobody doesn't like to hear, hey man, you look great. That's a nice suit. No, just don't tell him that if it, if it's not nice, because if you tell me a nice shirt sarcastically, uh, I will be wearing that shirt three times a a week for the next five years. Uh, so just like, don't mess with my emotions like that. Just, it is what it is, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's another one in the books. Another one, another classic all time. Great. Uh, maybe the greatest, maybe the greatest NBA podcast of all time. But uh, another another week of playoffs to look forward to. Is there yeah. is there anything that you're I, I, this, this Buck series? I'm very excited about. I'm excited to get my boy Joel back. Um, yeah, I'm excited for. I'm honestly every there's always something fun to watch. So I, I really can't complain. I'm real. I I mean, as of now, as of this recording, we uh, we haven't seen the uh, Warriors Grizz game two. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, like, we went through this whole episode and didn't even talk about, like, all-time classic game one, uh, the Warriors-Grizzlies. That game was incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, and, look, they've seen, they've heard, they know. But what a what a game. And Man, almost bit my nails off at the end. Mm. I thought you weren't nervous, Miles. I thought you didn't care. No, yeah, I am. I was just really hungry. That's oh, okay. why I almost bit them all you were, off. You were just, you were really hungry and waiting for this game to be over to get a whiz whiz. I couldn't just leave in the middle of the game. So I said, you know what? I'm going to eat my fingernails. That's look, what happened. Never tasty. nervous. Nerves of steel. All, all right. right y'all. Well, that has been another episode of Miles and, and Jack, Jack God Mad Boosties. We'll see y'all next week, obviously. Bye. Bye. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.